Genesis chapter 15, starting at verse 13. Genesis chapter 15, starting at verse 13, and we'll read two verses of Scripture. And uh, I, I, I want to share something that I uh, had not anticipated. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, this has not been something that has been on my mind uh, for months on end. This is not something that I have um, premeditated in my heart, if you will. Um, there, is a, there is a focus for the year that we're going to talk about on Vision Sunday. But the Lord uh, began to deal with me about this over the past week. And um, I, I, I touched on it last Sunday, and it wasn't in my notes. Uh, I hadn't even been thinking about it. And um, as I'm delivering the word of the Lord, this drops into my spirit right when I'm up, up here, right in the moment. It came into my spirit very strongly. And um, uh, I talked, I, I, I had to, um, I talked about a new season. I talked about um, the blessings of the Lord. And on Tuesday, I was in prayer and I had I've been praying for a little while, and towards the end of my time in prayer, um, I was reminiscing on some things over the past couple of years um, regarding uh, our family and our church and just, you know, the overview of things and, and, and talking to the Lord about it. And the Lord began to speak to me, and very strongly His presence filled uh, the room, and He kind of branded this into my spirit uh, very strongly. And I'd forgot about what I had said on Sunday. And I went back and listened to some of the things that I had said and realized that this is the Lord because um, I, I haven't given this any premeditation and, and thought. And so uh, I come to you today to talk about this um, very, very cautiously. Um, not out of doubt, but because of the fact, I do believe with all of my heart that this is from the Lord, and because of that, um, I, I want to make sure that I deliver it uh, the way He wants me to, and uh, I, I don't want to put my my voice on this or my hands on this. I, I want to communicate to you. I feel the Lord is seeking to do what the Lord desires to do. And if we will uh, surrender to him, submit to him, and commit to him, uh, we, we will see this. We will see this happen. And we're going to talk about some of these things today um, in, in regard. But I want us, as we, we're going to read this passage and then pray, I want us to prepare uh, to receive uh, this, this word today. Uh, Genesis chapter 15, starting at verse 13. And he said unto Abram, this is God about to speak and he said unto Abram know of a surety everyone say surety that's that's assurance it is absolutely going to happen that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them for 400 years that's the assurance of God's word right there you're going to be strangers in a strange land that is not yours. And you're going to serve them. You're going to be afflicted for 400 years. 
But then there's verse 14. Everyone say, thank God. There is verse 14. And also, that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterward. Everyone say, afterward. Afterward. There is an afterward. There is another side to the story. Shall they come out with great substance? Everyone say great substance. I want to talk today about the abundant blessings of the Lord. Uh, let's, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us through his word and the moving of his spirit today. Could we do that? Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. We thank you, God, for your presence that is here, your people that are here. I ask today, God, that we would prepare our heart now to hear and receive the word. God, I pray that you would confirm your word by the moving of your spirit signs following. God, I ask, Lord, that you would help us today to hear and receive and believe this word. God, I pray, help our minds to focus, help our spirits to engage. Let us mix our faith with your word and let us see the manifestation of what can happen. We ask these things in the name of Jesus and we give you all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you clap your hands to the Lord and somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. And you can be seated. And uh, Following our time of prayer in, in this altar area that we call the altar area, following our time of prayer today, uh, I believe we're going to have a, a baptism outside if you would join us for that. Uh, Danny came to me a couple uh, weeks ago and says, I want to be baptized uh, the way I read about in the Bible. I want to be dunked, I think he said, in Jesus' name. And uh, so we're going to celebrate uh, with Danny's decision uh, to be baptized today. Somebody say thank God. Amen. And uh, I think that's a good way to kick off 2024, uh, first Sunday. Uh, see if we can get a streak going, maybe every Sunday. I'd be all right with that. One person every Sunday, that's a pretty good goal to have. I think we'd be, uh, we, we'd see some good things uh, over the years. And, uh, and we'll talk about this uh, in a couple weeks. But we had a great year last year, and we reached people, and, and God helped us. And um, there's ebb and flow to it and, and such. But I believe the Lord is about uh, to move us into a new uh, new season, and we I've said it, Brother Matt said it, and the word says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established, so if you'll say amen, that'll be three, and I think God's going to do it. Somebody say hallelujah, amen, and so uh, you, you follow the progression of the exodus, and uh, it started this, 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 uh, this unfolding of the story of the Israelites being in bondage in Egypt, uh, it, it, it was from the beginning. It was part of God's plan that the descendants of Abram, the man he made a covenant with to form a new nation and to bless him and his children and his children's children and their children, 
Uh, I think we just sang about that. But uh, this blessing that would be through the line of Abraham and Sarah, uh, it, it started with this couple and it grew into a nation. And, and, and later on down this lineage that began with Abraham, uh, God told him that your seed, your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. And they will serve these people in this land that is not theirs. And these people will afflict them for 400 years. Uh, that what's, what's kind of uh, concerning, if you will, uh, to perhaps our modern day faith is that part of God's plan involves suffering and affliction sometimes. You and I go through things. Um, that we don't want to go through, and sometimes we think it's the devil when really it was God. Uh, God allows us to go through affliction and suffering for a season. Everyone say a season. I, I do not see anywhere in Scripture, though, that God's plan is for us to be afflicted and to suffer forever. Uh, we heard about it earlier. Weeping may endure for the night. But the word says joy comes in the morning. There is a season of mourning and that moves us into a season of joy, rejoicing, celebration, victory. Where we come out of what we've been going through and we enter into a new season. Uh, the Bible clearly teaches that for everything there is a season. There is a season to weep and to mourn and to lose things. There's a season of loss. But uh, the Bible clearly communicates also that those seasons are supposed to come to an end. Everyone say it's supposed to end. Your season is supposed to have an end. Just like it had a beginning, it is supposed to have an end. And so... God is telling Abraham there is a season, it's a 400 year season, <laughs> uh, some people are going to die in that season, but the overall picture is that this season is supposed to only be 400 years. And someone says only, I know, trust me, I know, nobody thinks their season of suffering and affliction was ever short. It's always longer than we wanted it to be. Our suffering always was worse than we thought it needed to be. And sometimes that may be our own fault. But I want to remind you today one more time that every season we go through, the bad seasons especially, they are supposed to end. God set a beginning and an ending to the Israelites' affliction. And he says, also that nation that was used to afflict them, will I judge? I want you to take confidence in this truth today. That the word of God says, vengeance is mine and I will repay, saith the Lord. Whatever was used to afflict you, God will judge and whatever you went through that afflicted you, God will judge. 
The Lord has you covered. The Lord has you covered before you and behind you and beside you. The Lord has his eye on his people. And even though it may feel like he has forsaken us, he has not forsaken us. He is simply allowing us to go through things that will prepare us for the next season. And so God says, I will judge this nation that they served. And afterward, your people will come out. And it's not just come out. It's not just you're going to get through what you're going through. It's you're going to come out, and you're going to come out with great substance. You're going to come out better off than how you went into that season. You're going to come out wealthier than you did when you went into that season. You're going to come out stronger on the other side of that season. You're going to come out larger than you were at the beginning of that season. In the middle of your affliction, they're going to grow. In the middle of your affliction, you're going to grow. In the middle of your affliction, you're going to go through things that feels like stuff is being stolen from you. Uh, Both spiritual and natural things, they're being taken from you. But when you come out of this season, everything you lost, you're going to get back. But you're not just going to get that back. You're going to get back more than what you lost. Great substance. Great abundance. Somebody say amen. This is what the Lord is telling Abraham regarding the people of Israel, regarding his people. They suffered greatly in the land of Egypt for 400 years. And finally the time had come. Uh, The Bible tells us that the children of Israel under this affliction, it got so great that it caused them to cry out to the Lord. I want to tell you, we've heard about this last year. Brother McLeod came, talked about it, blessed this church greatly. And I believe it set us on a path that is moving us to where we are now. But if our affliction does not cause us to cry out to the Lord, rest assured your affliction is going to get greater. Because if your affliction does not move you to pray, the Lord will allow greater affliction into your life until you pray. Because if you're a child of God, he wants to hear your voice. And if you're too comfortable here on earth, he'll allow, he'll use an instrument of affliction to come into your life. To put the pressure on you until you no longer can keep it pent up inside. But you open your mouth and you cry out, oh God, save me. Oh God, I need you. Oh God, deliver me. And that's exactly what happened. With the children of Israel. Their affliction got so great. That they cried out to the Lord. And the Bible says that the more Pharaoh afflicted them. The more they grew. They grew under affliction. They grew under pressure. That nation and that tribe of 70 people. When they went into Egypt. Under affliction. They grew into the millions. So you and I need to understand. That when the hard times come, we don't need to just buckle up and ride the storm out and go into survival mode. But we serve a God who can move amongst his people in the middle of their affliction. That they can grow in the middle of the hard times. That's exactly what happened. And the growing 
of this nation in the middle of their affliction caused Pharaoh to fear them and it caused him to afflict them even more. Until one day Moses, we know the story of Moses, but at this point he has run away from Egypt and Pharaoh because he killed a man and he was running for his life and he settled down in the desert and he was a shepherd of sheep. And one day he was going after his sheep and he saw a great sight. It was a bush that was burning, yet it was not consumed by the fire. And he turned aside to see this great sight. And the Lord called to Moses from that bush and called him to something he never thought he would ever be called to. And called him to a place that he never anticipated for himself. He called Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses argued with God for a while about why he could not do it and why he was not qualified to do it. And the Lord showed great signs to Moses in this moment, in this experience at the burning bush. And and Moses could not wrap his mind around the calling. He could not believe that God would use somebody like him. Moses had seen the affliction of the Israelites in Egypt. And Moses could not get past his past. That's why he argued with God. And he came up with excuses for as the reason why God could not use him. And God became frustrated with him. Because he said, you are using your past and limiting my power. I am the God of the universe. And he gave signs to Moses as to, to prove to him that what you think you cannot do does not compare to what I can do. All I need is you to say yes. That's what the Lord is seeking to do in this church. You and I cannot measure what God wants to do based off of what we have been through because the God we serve is greater than what we've been through. Every hard thing you've been through, every affliction you've suffered, you need to put your faith in God that God is about to use all of that for my good and for His glory and everything I've lost, I'm getting back. Those years that you thought were wasted, the Lord is going to redeem the time and pour it back into your family and into your life. And there's going to be an anointing on your life in these days that will supersede anything you thought you could have ever been before. Because God is greater than your past. Somebody say, God is greater than my past. He is greater than your past. Moses murdered a man and was a a shepherd in the desert for 40 years. And God came knocking on his door to do something that none of us could ever imagine. And at the end of Moses' life, the testimony of his life is there was never a man that knew God the way Moses did face to face. That would have never been Moses' ending story. If he would have told God no. 
And so what we see here is Moses rises to the occasion and the calling, struggling with fear and insecurity in his past. And he goes to the Israelites and he tells them, your God is about to deliver you. What God? We've been this way for 400 years. What God? And Moses begins to speak to them and tell them his name. And, and show signs, and, and the Israelites were so used to their affliction that when it came time for their season to end, they couldn't see it. The tragedy. Affliction is consistent hardship. It's whatever you want to fill in the blank with that, affliction boils down to consistent hardship. No end to the struggle. No end to the difficulty. No end to the suffering or the hardship. There's always something that's difficult. And uh, they had suffered it so long they were used to it. And, and, and we know the story. Plagues come upon Egypt as judgment against Pharaoh and the gods of Egypt. And uh, they, they are delivered out of Egypt. And they go into the wilderness as they're moving into the promised land. And... When it came time for them to possess the promise, you can read about it in Numbers 11 and 12, and it comes time for them to possess the promised land, they send scouts, spies, and they spy out the land, and uh, they come back, and, and 10 of the 12 say, we cannot possess this land. The giants are too great, the people are too many, and the walls are too big. We cannot do this. And those ten men influenced a nation. And a group fell in the wilderness due to a bondage mentality. You see, the Israelites were delivered from Egypt. They walked through a parted Red Sea and saw the Egyptians die in the bottom of that Red Sea as those waters collapsed over the Egyptians after the Israelites had passed through safely. The whole nation saw it, and they witnessed this incredible miracle of God. But they go into the wilderness, a season of preparation and forming that was supposed to only last a couple years. And what was supposed to only last a couple years ended up lasting for 40. You see, we can prolong our season of difficulty based off of our faith in God's word. If we don't believe it, we extend it. If we don't answer the call of God, we extend the season that we're in that God is ready to take us out of. And, and so, uh, so we, we, we understand then that they were free from the literal bondage of Egypt. But they were so used to how things had been that it had brainwashed them to the point that they thought like slaves. And so they are literally free, but they're not because they're not free in their mind. And so when they see everything God had done and they walk up to the point of what God is about to do and he says, I need you to just take a step of faith and step into the promised land, they say, we can't. 
and their inability to believe the promise of God delayed their season. And a generation died in the wilderness because of a bondage mentality. They just simply couldn't wrap their mind around the promise of God. Because they kept measuring their future based off of their past. They kept looking at what God was about to take them into and filtered it through everything they had been through. And they died. The same is of every child of God in 2024. That if we do not forget what is behind and reach and press towards what is before, we will miss our moment. But I'm telling you today, the Lord is calling his people in this city, in this church. You are at the threshold of the promised land. I have brought you through many things. And I am ready to take you into what I have prepared for you. But you have to take that step of faith. This is what the Lord is seeking to do. Because there was a group that believed. And they rode out that storm 40 years. Could you imagine being the people that were ready to go in 40 years ago and you have to coexist with all the doubters that slowed it down for you? <laughs> what, I think what the miracle about all of that is is that they stayed together as a nation. They didn't, well, I'm leaving. I'm going to go start my own nation because you messed it up for me. How did that happen? Well, one, over the next 40 years, the people that were a part of the generation that died, every day, another one just fell over dead. You talk about the fear of God. And so everyone that was 20 and under was able to go into the promised land. If I was a 16-year-old and every day I saw somebody die, I'd be like, yeah. I don't want to sow my wild oats. I think I'm just going to stay faithful to what God said. I'm going to mind my P's and Q's because people are, people are literally just falling over dead around here. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to walk the straight and narrow. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'd be like, I can't risk it. Not worth it. Uh, I, you know, if they had Sunday service in the wilderness, I'd be like, I think I'm going to be at church every Sunday. It ain't nothing worth missing church. Uh, people are falling over dead around here. This is the wilderness. It's wild out here. Uh, yeah, so, um, and I think I'm going to come to midweek too because it's crazy out here. I, I can't r risk it. Yeah, anybody picking up on the plugs I'm throwing out here? Uh, well, when did we think uh, one, one service, hour and a half, that's enough for me? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's wild out there. People are dying out there spiritually in bondage and chaos. You need to be plugged into the body. And I think we can commit two and a half hours a week to come into the house of God twice a week. Uh, make that a priority in 2024. Uh, it's, it's, it's very important. Um, and if you don't think it's important, it's probably because you're not participating in that uh, because everybody that thinks it's important shows up. Uh, that's, that's just kind of how it is. Um, this group, they believed and possessed the promise of God. I want to read something to you now. I'm slowing down for a minute because I want to read something to you. I want us to, to hear this. Deuteronomy 28. <clears throat> now, after all of this, 
they're, they're possessing the land, they're moving into it, and uh, they're preparing for this new season they've never been in before. You know, you can't compare a new season to an old one fairly because you've never been in your new season before. So I can't say that new season, it's not going to work, it's not going to, because, you know, I have experience. That may work in like buying a car, because they're all the same. All, all the car salesmen and car lots, they're all the same. They have one goal in mind, to sell you, it doesn't matter. But if you have experience in that, you can use your past experiences and that'll help you. Buying a house, yes. In a career, yes. Not in the things of God. You cannot use your past experiences, whether good or bad, and, and measure your new season. Because it's new. You've never been there. I've never been there. Only the Lord has been there. And that's why he's telling you to come into it and calling you into it. And it involves our faith and trust in him to take that step of faith into the unknown. And so here uh, we find Deuteronomy 28. This is the promise of God for his people as they're going into the promised land. Verse 1, it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Everyone say diligently. Say it louder, diligently. That means faithfully and consistently and intentionally and on purpose. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations. If you will obey me and serve me faithfully and consistently with all of your heart, I will set you on high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind, and the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. You know what that verse is saying? The Lord will cause your enemies when they come against you united. He will cause them to scatter and flee from you divided. The enemy is focused and united in launching an attack on you or your family or this church. But the blessing of the Lord is, is he will cause that enemy to, uh, to flee divided and chaos and confused. And so we find verse 8, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee. Command. Wouldn't, the, wouldn't you like the Lord to command a blessing upon you? I, to, to command something to come into your life. To command a blessing from heaven to overtake you. He says, I will command the blessing of the Lord upon thee in your storehouses. You know what a storehouse is? You see, we understand these things. He's talking about cattle and, 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 and sheep and, and, and crops and, and
in storehouses or barns, but none of us have that nowadays because we don't live in an agricultural society. Do you know what the modern-day term for that is? He's going to bless your money. You know what a storehouse is in the 21st century? It's your bank account. The Lord's going to bless your bank account. I understand that there's a thin line going on because you have some people that go crazy and, and there's this term called the prosperity gospel. But actually, if you read your Bible, the, the gospel is a prosperity gospel because the word prosperity means you are living an abundant life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Not just in eternity, but in your present. I have come to give you an abundant life. I've come to give you abundant joy and abundant peace and abundant satisfaction. And I do want to bless you abundantly because I'm going to use you to further my kingdom. This poverty mindset is a lie of the enemy to keep us trapped in Egypt. But when they came out of Egypt, they came out with great substance. I want to tell you today, the Lord is not going to bless us abundantly with material things if we're going to hoard it and use it for ourselves and party on Saturday but do nothing on Sunday and use it for our kingdom but not for His. But if there's a people that says, I know who I used to be and what the Lord brought me out of, but I know He's bringing me into a new season and I'm going to use the blessings of the Lord to advance His kingdom in this Bay Area, you better better believe that the windows of heaven are about to open and blessings are going to be poured out upon you that you cannot contain. Amen. And here's the deal. I like nice clothes and nice food and nice houses and nice cars. I'd love it for every person in this church to drive a Mercedes or a BMW or a Lexus. or You know, one day I think somebody's going to pull up in a Land Rover or Rage, whatever they are, or a Bentley. And you know what? I don't care because if you drive that vehicle to somebody's house to teach a Bible study, the Lord is going to bless you greater than what you can contain. Because it doesn't matter how much this vehicle costs. It is just an instrument to carry the gospel. But if you hoard it, the Lord will remove it. But if you use it for his kingdom, the Lord will just keep heaping more and more blessing into your bosom. I'd love for people around here to start buying one and two and three, four million dollar houses and say, I'm going to open up my house. I got three extra bedrooms. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite a missionary family as they pass through to stay in my house. I'm going to open up my home for small groups. I'm going to open up my home to somebody that is in need. I'm going to bless people. I'm going to love people. If you'll use your blessing for the kingdom of God, God is going to set you on high. I rebuke poverty mindset in the name of Jesus, and I, I loose a proper biblical prosperity mindset into this place right now in Jesus' name. The Lord does want to bless you. The Lord is going to bless this church if you'll use it 
for his glory. If you'll use it for his glory. So the Lord will command the blessing. Your storehouses. And in all that you set your hand to do. Whatever you do. Whatever you set your hand to do. At your job the Lord will bless you and give you promotions. I love hearing the stories over the past couple of months. Two people have told me in the past couple of months. Got this great job. Never saw it coming. Uh, One person said it's kind of like a dream job. It's kind of like a call to the big leagues. Well I'll tell you what. That's the blessing of God. Because God has seen your faithfulness. And I want you to understand one thing. That that blessing is only the beginning of many more. Stay faithful, stay committed, stay sold out to the kingdom of God. And what you have seen does not compare to what you will see. Another family told me a story just recently. Uh, you know, they, they were really needing some blessings. They were really needing a breakthrough. And, and, and they, 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 the, the husband told me, I, I got this new job, and I wasn't expecting it, and it was a significant pay increase. You know why God blessed that family? Because they took a step of faith and obedience to God. They answered the call and the will of God. Now God is about to open the windows of heaven in their life. You're sold out to me. I'm going to bless you abundantly because I know you're going to use it for my kingdom. Blessing. It's the abundant blessing of the Lord. It's not blessing to get by. It's the abundant blessing that you and I have more than what we need. And so we use it to bless those who are in need and call them up to a level of living that you live for God and God will bless you too. I've seen people over the past couple of years, they come, and you know, here, this is the track, you know, I'm just going to pause here for a moment. If, if, if 60% of the people that have come through those doors in the past three years would have stayed, we'd be running over 100 people, no problem. And, 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 and there's some people, some came in, and they came in, and they're telling me, I'm going through it, it's real hard, and I just, I just love it here and all these things and, and they, they come in for a season and the Lord begins to bless them and I got this raise and I got this new job and it's better it's less stress that's a great job to have less stress more money and less stress you better believe the hand of the Lord's in that yeah, you know it's flexible a flexible job less stress more money the Lord's setting you up to give you free time to do something for his kingdom And bless your family. You look at it that way, there's no limit. And and, and they're excited and they're pumped and then something happens. And they start missing. Then they stop coming and then they'll call me. We're just really going through it. It's really hard. What did you do with the blessing you were given? And you started becoming less faithful. What do you expect to happen? That's a tragedy. Let's not fall prey to that in 2024. Let's not believe the lies of the enemy in the midnight hour or what God has said in the light. We we need to understand that we are blessed to be a blessing. And as I've already said, enjoy your life. Because the Lord wants to bless his people with an abundant life here on earth. I believe it. Because we do go through suffering and seasons of affliction and lack. 
But that season is supposed to end. That season is supposed to end. So we find, watch this. Verse 11, the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods and the fruit of thy body. He will bless the womb. And in the fruit of your cattle and the fruit of your ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, the Lord shall open thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in this season and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. When we buy our home, when we buy the place we're going to have church forever, that, that central hub that we use in this city, as well as a discipleship center, as well as a sending center, we're not going to the bank to borrow any money. I know so, we're like, that seems like a long way off. In the natural, it may feel that way. I'm telling you what, in the spiritual, we're closer to it than we realize. And I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, the word of God says, I'm going to bless you to where you're the lender and not the borrower. So I believe you, we can cut corners and you go to a place, well, I, I need to see all of this. And it's difficult for churches to, to, to buy buildings in the Bay Area. Well, uh, money talks and everything else walks. And so I believe the Lord has a, has, a, has a bank account in heaven that is greater than what we can imagine. And when it's that season to move there, the Lord is going to say, here is what you need. Advance. I'm telling you what I believe from the word of God. It is the will of God for you and I to be the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower, because we're going to use it for his kingdom. The Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only, I'm going to break you out and under from the affliction of Pharaoh, and I'm going to put you above it all. You and I need to realize that as part of the body of Christ, he is the head of all principalities and powers. We are above it all as the church of Jesus Christ. It's time for our mentality to start understanding. We may go through seasons of affliction where we are lacking, but I'm coming out of this season and I'm stepping into the abundant blessings of the Lord. Peace in my my heart, joy in my spirit. I have more than what I need, and I'm going to be a blessing to those around me. I feel this so strongly. The Lord says, if you will do this, I will bless you. If you will not turn to other gods and serve them, I will do all that I have spoken. If we will be more faithful and committed to God this year than we have ever been, not just in our church attendance, but in our life of prayer and in our devotion and Bible reading to the Lord, we will be blessed this year beyond what we can imagine. And, and so what I, I, I'm bringing this to an end, and this is what I want to speak over us today. Vision Sunday is the practical word of the Lord for this year. 
practical. Everyone say practical. Practical. We're going to talk about the practical things that we're going to implement, the practical things we need to do, and the focus and the call that is going to go forth of the work we need to do. Because the Lord says, I will bless the work of your hands. The blessing isn't going to come if we're not doing anything. The promises will not be fulfilled if we just simply sit around waiting for it. We, we've seen God do some good things over the past couple of years, but I'm feeling now we're moving into that new season, and the Lord has brought us together, and I believe there is a strong group of people that want to be involved in kingdom work in New Life San Leandro, and so this year, the Lord is calling us to some practical things, which we'll talk about on Vision Sunday, but today is the prophetic word of the Lord for this year. And it is the prophetic word of the Lord for the coming years. And it's going to start and it's going to increase and it's going to come in short blessings, small blessings, and also large blessings in many different ways. The Lord is going to bless this church. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless your family. He's going to bless this church. He is moving us from poverty, and he's moving us into prosperity. We are moving from where we have been lacking, and we are moving into a point of great substance where we have every spiritual thing we need, and we have every material thing we need to do what God has called us to do. There is this blessing of abundance that is coming. 